All right. So there's a lot of talk about Florida. Mm-hmm. We're playing Florida. We've been playing Tampa. Just, everything's been about Florida lately. So I want to start with something that is non-hockey, but Florida sports related. Steph, you and I were talking about this the other day. Okay. The Orlando group proposed a $1.7 billion stadium for uh, baseball in Orlando. And uh, in case you don't follow the MLB, Orlando doesn't have a baseball team. So they are hoping to either lure away the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, as I love to call them, or a new expansion team. So this is something that we don't really see in hockey happen, like building a stadium. I mean, outside of (coughs) Quebec City. (laughs) <laughs> but um, th- th- it, this is literally like Field of Dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. They're just hoping if they build a $1.7 billion uh, field that uh, the, the team will just come later. And I think that is very optimistic. But um, what, do you, what do you guys think? Will I pull up some pictures of this? Well, it it's not run by Batman anymore, right? So <laughs> there's there's that going for it. That looks like a pretty intense stadium. Yeah. So if you're just, uh, if you're watching, you can see here, it's all glass on top. So it looks like they'd be able to be open uh, rain or shine while still having a view of the, the sky, which is pretty cool. All these rendered images, though, are it's hard to tell what it's actually going to look like because this is pretty insane because there's not only glass, but you can see here there's like a, a screen that wraps all the way around 360 of the field. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, here's what it looks like from the top. It's like, it looks like there's a big entrance concourse area. That's also all glassed in. It looks like a, uh, what shape would you call that to the people listening? A sperm. Penis. I was going to say, I was going to specifically <laughs> say what non phallic shape would you call this? But one looks- ball and one big cricket dick. It looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. (laughs) Man, this thing, the indoor picks, it looks like West Edmonton Mall went nuts with the MLB, like a cross mixture. And I don't know, it looks so fun. Like the the diamond is minuscule compared to the rest of this structure, (laughs) like seems like there's so much going on and i don't know how the hell they're gonna fit it when orlando is just a concrete jungle with a shit ton of little ponds and lakes everywhere i'm gonna see if we can it's apparently gonna be across from sea world so i'm gonna see if you can find that that lake that it showed or that weird little Uh let me pull up a picture of it it looks like there's already water around it unless that's what they would put in what does it look like is there? It looks like it's beside some residential stuff. So maybe it's going right here. Too small. Yeah. Oh, it's probably right here. Probably. Because it looks we- like it's in between uh, some industrial stuff and some residential. So it's it's probably going somewhere in here. Just look for the empty phallic shape on the map. And yeah <laughs> yeah whatever fits right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway i thought that was just kind of an interesting thing to to talk about because there's been so much talk of with the sends going for up for sale and new arenas being built uh, calgary's getting approved for a new one you know seattle just got their stadium for their new team the ubs arena got built i thought it was Tempe worth talking will. about 
The tempe. Oh, oh, the tempe. Did it happen? It's yeah. So update on that. If we haven't talked about it in a while, um, the city of Phoenix is suing tempe for, uh, from what I understand without having it in front of me (laughs) is that Phoenix was blocked from building something close to an airport because airplanes used to be really loud um, and they couldn't build things close to them. There was like zoning rules around it. And they're approving Tempe building this close to the airport. And they're like, hey, they're not allowed to do that. We're suing them for that. And it's like, yeah. well, that's not as much a factor anymore because planes are quiet. And if they were approved for the zone, then they were approved for the zone. Like they're just it, it could potentially slow the process down a lot. Uh, I, th- I thought well, the civilian vote was later on in the month or the public vote. Yeah, I I think that's not until the 16th or 19th. And shout out to Marty. He's been all over this and, yeah and sharing it online there's been there's been a lot of backlash yeah yeah i don't know if this is going to go through <laughs> we'll see though um but beaner you took it off well we're before we start here you want to talk about the, the mask you're wearing there <laughs> you left him hanging man he was ready in his mask and <laughs> in honor of of brick wall i brought the pot van out of the storage cap or out of the display cabinet to wear to start the show Nice. My God, is it hot in this house with this mask on? (laughs) (laughs) Looks good on you. And it's signed, you said, right? It is, yes. Nice. Wow, the brick wall in comparison to the big cat, right? Tonight, the first rookie since uh, Potvin starting a playoff game. Damn. Damn. And guess what? We're still alive, baby. We're still alive. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. All right, one down, three to go. One down, three to go. There was so many mixed emotions over the last couple of days on Twitter. Some people are already talking about who to trade, counting people out, but I got to commend a very loud majority that did not give up, did not want to talk about any of this yet. What is this? Young Guns, Joseph Wall, boy. Autographed. Autographed? Yes, sir. Bro, is that? You should get that PSA graded. I, I hate graded cards. I hate the slides. Why? Because my dad does all that. I do the ungraded. Yeah, but you realize how much that could be worth if it's graded like, versus I'm ungraded. never selling it. If it ever gets sold, it's Patrick selling it because he's not as into hockey as I am. That card Fair. will be in my possession till I die. So, Aww. Well, Joseph Wall will is sticking around until at least the 24-25 season. So this guy wants to be in Toronto. He told the media, you know, when he was debating his contract, um, it, it, he didn't even think about it. Uh, he loves the city. He loves the people. He wants to be a Leaf. So this is the kind of guy we want on our team. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, 1960, we had Johnny, the China Wall Bauer. And then this year, we have number 60, Joseph Brick Wall. Yeah. Oh, 
Love it. Love it. Performance. But as I was saying, though, um, the uh, the very loud, loud majority. Blah. I can't talk now. Loud majority on Twitter that was waiting until the result of this game to talk about next season to talk about the off season you know what we're doing with anybody people were very adamant on holding their ground and i uh i gotta commend everyone for that it's not easy it's not been a fun series i mean obviously the leafs visibly outplayed the panthers the first two games and were just it seemed defeated in the third uh third game but uh tonight man they really didn't give up and i'm i'm just glad that they for everybody watching, we didn't lose this fucking game. <laughs> I don't know how I knew this this episode could go one of two ways and they would be drastically different. And I was trying not to think about it. Like I was trying not to prepare for whatever we were going to talk about if they lose. It was just try to stay positive. We got a couple more games. Oh, I got to tell you, I wasn't ready to talk about a, a four game sweep. <laughs> Put I, the I brooms not, away. I was not prepared after we finally get into the first round to talk about a four-game sweep. I don't know. I, I probably would have put the episode off till tomorrow, like, to be quite honest. Honestly, I did not wear any makeup before recording because I knew I'd be a crying fucking mess if we have lost. So I quickly threw on some mascara just for the video. And I'm like, okay, we're here. We're calm. We won. And the Leafs played very fucking well, guys. Like compared to the entire playoffs for the Leafs, I thought tonight was the one of the best efforts. We like the eye test can, I don't know what I've seen anyways. And Finally getting power play opportunities and whew, keeping that, together that on was, the shot clock. That was the Leaf team that we've seen all season. Like that was yeah. the team defense. You had multiple. It wasn't just your centerman. You had multiple forwards coming back to supporting your defense in their own end, making sure that when it was in your own end, you were doing what you needed to do and covering your ass first before worrying about going forward which is what they like they've been doing they've been playing quote unquote playoff style hockey all season and then they got away from it against Tampa and they had a lot of bad bounces or they had a lot of lucky bounces sorry and then in this series like Bobrovsky combined in the four games has a 6.92 goals saved above expected the guys wow. on another level like that's insane that is absolutely insane numbers Mm -hmm. so for all these people like chirping oh you you know you guys are saying the leafs are getting goalied yeah that's just sore loser sore loser no it's the fucking truth yeah, i'd say outside of game up. three yeah they've been goalied like even the broadcasters were saying tonight it should be three nothing like at the end of the second period there yeah or the first yeah, this this series has been way tighter than it feels. I mean, it was all doom and gloom after game three. But if you break it down, it's not like these scores have been 10 nothing, guys. And that's why I was kind of, you know, like pushing the positivity train after game three, because, hey, there's lots of things to take from this. And it's not over yet. Um, one thing that gave me some hope today, anyways, Dangle put out a video and he brought up the whole, you know, the Kings did it last in 2014 and all the facts we talked about on our last episode. 
but he brought up a new stat stating last time the Leafs lost a playoff game where they were the only team that could be eliminated was back in 2017 against the Washington Caps game six. And since then, in these types of scenarios, Leafs are three and zero, and now four and zero. Yeah, they only lose when they can also close out the series. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But man, just lots of good things from tonight. Joseph Wall being the ultimate star. But of course, our core coming through finally and putting shots on net. Um, even Marner ending the first period with four hits. Like everyone was mad. Everyone just needed the win and it showed. Like they were putting bodies on the line. And now we have. Bean with another mask on its on his face looking like fucking Freddy Krueger or something. <laughs> what is this one now? <sighs> Johnny, China Love Wall it. Bauer. Nice. Love it. Love it. He only Signed. wore a mask for like seven games, but is Love that it. a game worn mask? No. Oh god no. Okay. Love it. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I to go back to what you were mentioning about the uh, the core and everybody giving the proper effort tonight it was i don't know what happened last game but you know it was plastered everywhere the zero shots from from everybody and you know nylander was the only one that looked like he was really giving a shit even though it, it still didn't end up on the scoreboard like what it was a completely different team tonight and i'm i'm glad that they are not down and out you know somebody um i'm sorry that i don't remember who it was someone on twitter said they they passed by uh, a couple of the guys out today in, in Fort Lauderdale and um, they just looked in the zone and Matthews was standing off on his own, just like getting so fucking ready. And you could just nice. tell from the vibe of them, like these guys aren't losing tonight. You know, like, like I'm just glad that they've come together to win as a team because uh, some of the games that they've won, they like, this is only the second game in these playoffs that they've won in regulation. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of, you know, there's been good play from everybody, but this was the first time where it seemed like, like Beaner said, you know, they were playing team defense, team offense, like everybody was working together. Yeah. Joseph Wall took a dip in the ocean, did his meditation on the beach. So Amazing. take the, take advantage of the weather guys, like just get some rest. I mean, you had three off days down in Florida. We take it back home where, you know, it's going to be a tough one, but hey, one game at a time, one shift, one period at a time. And that's what we saw tonight. Uh, love to see all the shots, all the hits. Um, everyone just pushed. Like, even the Leafs made mistakes. Yes, but they recovered. Like, they were able to rebound if they lost the puck or something. Like, for example, Hall, I believe, in the second period, uh, losing it, and then a big sweep with a stick to knock it away. And, I don't know, just little things that matter in this this type of series. Well, and, and Dirty honestly, ears are burning here in your chirp hall there. For, for how good of a game... <laughs> no, I'm applauding him. For how good of a game Marner ended up with, the beginning of the of the game, he was pretty brutal. Like the first five minutes or so, he made some pretty bad plays. Like he had a, a turnover that almost cost them a goal. So it it's like you said, everybody was covered. And if one person made a mistake, everybody else was in position to uh, to be able to make up for it. So yeah, yeah. positives. It's, 
It's crazy to think that Matthews, Nylander, JT, and Marner have never gone three straight games without scoring a goal in their history of playing together. And of course, it happens in round two of the playoffs. Willie, you know, eight games without a goal and all of these streaks just drying up after this performance in round one. But tonight, just breaking through from this core, Nylander, Marner, oh, must feel so good just to get one and move on well that's always the the fear right when you have something like this of haven't made it past first round in so long or haven't made it the playoffs in so long you work so hard to get past that first hurdle that typically there's one thing that happens or the other either you've expended everything you have and you're done or you're world beaters now and nothing's going to stop you definitely yeah. yeah and the and, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what I was going to say is the, the, I think the most evident team defense stat is that through two periods, the Panthers only have 15 shots on goal. And I mean, they've been out shooting or keeping pace with the Leafs through every other game in the series. So the fact that they were able to kind of flip the script on them after the last game where the Panthers were able to neutralize the, the top scorers on Toronto, they were able to kind of shut down anybody like Duclair and Bennett and, uh, and Kachuk tonight. Yeah. Um, I felt this first period, though, it was super tight. Um, Leafs had a couple offside unfortunate calls that escaped them on the blue line, and you thought they were going to get the play set up, and just unlucky bounces, can't clear, get hemmed into your own zone, and even to start the game, um, the fourth line seemed to be the best line again, and those demons kind of go through your mind, and you're like, and then McCabe is partnered with Lily and you're like, how is this going to go? But man, getting that power play opportunity in the second period and connecting on it. I mean, I know it was off the ref skate and right in front, but I think we're owed one at this point in the playoffs. You, you know what? Rightfully so. Like that should have been a double minor. Yeah. Like, unless oh, you mean when Bunting was bleeding? McLean, yeah. Unless you're Ron McLean, blood is blood. Like maybe, maybe cause he's a vampire at this point in his life, but yeah, seriously uh. should have been four minutes. Uh, he was clearly high stick, um, Pfizer. I don't know, bud, but Hey, off the skate in front, Nylander with the backhand. We'll take it all day long, especially after the Achari ass goal. In front. Oh yeah. And I, I love the, the little scramble there. Cause it just, it throws Bobrovsky off because if he's making all these saves on good scoring chances, and then this, you know, kind of weird bounce goes off his shoulder and in it, you're a beaner. You're looking at the same goal. I'm trying not to look at right now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it just throws him off his game because I think he's been able to set up and get in his groove the same way Vasilevsky does, where, like I was saying, if you can get one early on him, then he he kind of gets thrown off. But once he sets up, he's a pain in the ass. Bob's the same way, so that it really just opens it up. I know they only got one more on him, but, you know, it's not easy to get two on Bobrovsky every night. Well, Panthers apparently have played so perfectly through five periods of play that they were they didn't grant a uh, power play f- uh, for the other team. They were, you know, <laughs> not a dirty team. Apparently they go nearly 110 minutes of play without taking a penalty. Like yeah, definitely no interference <laughs> at all in any of these games. Okay. I see what you're saying, but game three was such a no show 
by oh, a yeah. lot of the the big guys by the Leafs. They didn't like they really didn't warranty drawing a penalty or warrant drawing a penalty. Sorry. No, and and we talked about that, and I get it. But tonight, the fact yeah. that there were so many things that went uncalled, like and that bullshit call on Riley. Come on. Yeah. Like, it's just, ugh, I don't know. The cross check right. on Hall. Hall yeah. cross checking Kachuk in the first bad. period. Oh my god, the stick broke. Did it break while he did the motion or beforehand? Like I don't, I couldn't catch the replay well, there. He did the motion, but that exact play, I bet you, happens four hundred times in every NHL game. That wasn't a cross check. That was uh, you put your stick on the guy's back and you're trying to push him out of the way of the net. Like that wasn't exactly. a forceful. That wasn't Bennett on you know Nyes or or anybody out front. Like or sorry, it was Bunting. Sorry, not Nyes. Well. Yeah. Who was it in the Tampa series that was it Sergachev that broke their stick on somebody cross checking them in front of the net, went and got another stick and then scored and didn't get called for anything? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Curtis McElhaney actually tweeted tonight saying that that call was super soft. The stick looked broken. Um, the commentators were saying the same thing. Like, and even on the bunting call, everyone on the panel said there was blood. That period. End of story. Blood equals four minutes. Done. But hey, it's the Leafs. <laughs> so. Had a lot of equipment malfunctions tonight. Some uh, sticks blowing up on clearing attempts, and uh, McCabe losing a skate blade. <laughs> Yeah, pogoing his way to the bench, and they're on the far side at this point. Damn, that that guy was moving fast. <laughs> yeah, they, they even made a point. They're like, "Wow, like people don't normally move that efficiently without escape blade." He really got off there. Yeah, it, it, it just helped him that it was the opposite one. Like it was his left skate, and he was on the side where he could use his right side to brace against the boards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I again. I don't think I ever saw people lose skate blades until like a year or two ago, and now it happens all the time. Like every couple games, somebody loses one. So weird. I don't know how it happens, but I also don't play high intensity hockey, so maybe Southey can tell us. <laughs> the, the technology's like it, it's really cool. I clearly don't have skates that nice. Um, but the fact that you can have multiple sets of blades sharp and ready to go, like I I like my skates really sharp when I'm skating, but I think that's because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I, I know someone who like he'll get his skate sharpened and then he'll take them to a two by four for 20 minutes before he puts them on. Oh my God. I've heard and of that. And then he won't yeah. get them sharpened again for like a year or two years as long as there's no nicks in them. Like he, Holy. he hates having an edge like it's it every it's everybody's personal preference but if you like them really sharp these skates are perfect because you start losing an edge you catch a post or something go to the bench the trainer can pop it on and off without you having to unlace your skate and put a whole new one on right gotcha mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah and speaking of penalties, we got to discuss this uh, Brody getting the hold on the stick, but nada for Gudis, who takes the late charge at camp and pretty much crushes him on an identical play that got Makar suspended. So was, was Makar's after the whistle? Uh, I'm based off was. the silent video that I watched. I'm not too sure, but based on the play, it doesn't look like it. No, but, I don't think so. Like, I understand following through with a hit. 
um, while the whistle goes, but he had so much time. And after the whistle, it's not like he just kept skating into um, camp. He like, no, I would, I don't want to say he charged, but like he, I don't wasn't looking to see if he left his skates, but like he throws himself into him. Well, camp is assuming the play is dead and not bracing himself. Like, I get it. You're playing a sport that's high intensity. You should be ready for a hit like that when you're against the boards. But it's very clear to Gudis that Kampf is not paying attention. And he goes full steam into him throwing his body. That's like intent to injure somebody. That's what I I don't like. I get it's a clean hit as far as body checks go. But is it? Like, is that not boarding? Like, where do we make something clean and not clean? Like, if it's a dangerous hit that could clearly injure somebody like that, I think it should that, be called differently. I, I I agree with you, but at, like at this point in time, technically, that's that's right on the line for boarding, for charging, whatever you want to call it. Um, does it make it right? No, it's slimy as all fuck. But I guess that's all I'm saying. Like I get that yeah. it's clean. I don't like it. That was kind of my response to somebody because when I said that's extremely dangerous, uh, one of the Leafs Nation accounts said, um, you know, it's a clean hit. I'm like, I get it's a clean hit and there's not going to be a call on it, but I don't like a hit on someone who's not paying attention when a play is called dead. Like, yeah. it's clearly after the whistle. So players are not holding themselves the same way. Like, it's it's really just dirty. It was clear that the Panthers were getting pissed uh Starting in the first period, around five, seven minutes of play, a couple missed calls they would maybe predict for the Leafs, and the crowd is like, what the hell? And you can just tell that the hits are getting harder and dirtier and more so after whistles. And I I, I don't know. Um, I was wondering what would get called at one point. And then we see the Justin Hall call, and we're like, really? And then the freaking bunting thing. Fine, fuck it. But then the Brody thing happens, and you're like, guys, like, how is it only the Leafs getting the call? When there's a fucking scrum with all of our guys on the bottom and Gudis is thinking he's a rhino charging fucking camp into <laughs> into fucking outer space. I don't get it. But for all the bad calls, uh, Alex Kerfoot takes a very, unfortunately, horrible tripping call uh, that cost the Leafs the uh, goal against there. Um, I get trying to pull the Brody dive here to uh, to block stall. But while his leg is over you, you can't stand up and flip him over. <laughs> like, you're going to you know get what? called for that every time. Realistically, I think you should have stood up about like a quarter of a second sooner because then it's a body check. Exactly. Like the way he did it, you're going to get called for tripping. Like either full on hit him, like get up in time to hit him or stay down. Like we all know like Neanderthal can't skate anymore. Like. <laughs> just get, get up a little bit sooner and cram them into the boards oh fuck that's what he looks like right now i actually didn't know i didn't recognize that it was stall until they said that it was him and i was like holy sh-. like the hair and beard is not how i'm used to seeing you my god yeah and for this goal to go in man it trickled through joseph wall's legs right before the line and Sam Reinhardt are of course diving in to flick it home and damn I was really hoping for a shutout for Joseph Wall brick wall here but hey 960 to end the night 
no complaints whatsoever, especially with the Leafs up to, but you still had that anxiety pumping through. Like, ah. <laughs> I don't know, is me it, anyway. I had to frame is by it? frame this goal because I wanted to see how it actually went in because there was a scramble and everybody went on it. In the replay, it looks like Wall reaches for it as Justin Hall goes to try to swipe it out and misses and he just hits Wall's glove away from the puck. That was my immediate reaction. I'm like, oh my God, did Hall just stop him from saving that? But then when I, I froze the frame and zoomed in, it's like there's a trio. It's Reinhardt's stick on the puck and then Hall's stick right behind it and then Wall's glove. So even if Hall hadn't put a stick there. Reinhardt beat them to the puck. So you are free on this one, and Darty can breathe. Oh, my God. The Oilers <laughs> just scored again. Poor What's the Aiden score? Hill. Is it three, three or four nothing now? Oh, it's three nothing for me, but you're watching it on actual cable, so it's probably like ten nothing. Oh, God. And they're just slaughtering Aiden Hill. It's not even fair. At like, home. As much as I, love, I do love Wall... And like I, I've I talked about him before the season with Marty on his podcast. Like, if the kid can stay healthy, he's got a bright future ahead of him. But maybe it's actually better that he didn't get a shutout. Can you imagine the media oh. hyping him up? It, like, that would be the only time Toronto media would ever hype up a Leaf player. Brick wall keeps the Leafs alive. Yeah, shuts yeah. out the Panthers. What are they going to do? And then, then the story's on him. And if he lets one goal in, it's oh, he's he's garbage. Send him back. Like the, he gets the a shutout. And- Sammy gets healthy, and it's like, nah, fuck that. We're playing wall every game, baby. <laughs> I don't know who's worse, uh, the media or half of Leafs Nation after Game Three. Like um, they, man, you guys didn't really help yourselves at one point. It was kind of embarrassing counting out the Leafs immediately uh, when game four didn't even happen yet. So I'm glad we got the win tonight. And this type of effort just shows, man, like they were saying, this isn't a different team after all. Yes, it is. It, this team is still different, man. Like I, I do not want to think about the offseason and breaking up this roster because I truly believe this roster can go all the way. Leafs forever, not Leafs when they win. Yeah, baby. Um, speaking of, Camp and Lafferty had another good game tonight, but the difference was everybody supported them. That's kind of the difference between, <laughs> between last game and this one. Caff, uh, Lafferty and Camp played well, but this time everyone else did. Ugh. And this time, JT had five shots on net. Willie had four. Matthews, four. Marner, three. You know, Willie finally sinking one after taking 34 and not going in. Holy shit. Which is shit. a .03 shooting percentage, by the way. Now, guys, I thought everybody and their brother on Twitter said JT's too slow for this game anymore. Um, <clears throat> he not capped the material. He's out there blocking shots. Um, Quint, you know, just accidentally on purpose falling into the goaltender. He's getting. I was gonna away. say, <laughs> he's crashing the net. the net, like taking one for the team. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, guess who has the highest amount of shot blocks among forwards? Uh, Matthews. Yes, tied with mm, forwards. Yes. Chari? Yes. Good. 
Yeah, nice. the the D um actually they only maxed out at two two apiece. But yeah, Achari and Matthew or Achari and Matthews with three apiece tonight and Mitch with four hits too. Yeah, yeah. Man, he was throwing oh. all hundred pounds around tonight. Oh yeah, man. Arms straight out, <laughs> bouncing off the wall like a little ping pong ball. You know what? He he probably catches some people off guard because there's no way when he's coming at you that you think he's gonna follow through with the hit. Right. Like, you might as well just be. Oh, he's gonna go. Oh shit! And then this, like, I mean, at any speed, it's still what is he? 120 pounds? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, gain like know. 12 in the off season. Remember? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, like, actually how much he weighs, but considering, like, it's pretty much entirely muscle, it would hit hit a little different than than me. You know, 181 pounds. All muscle. bony elbow. That is... Straight to the gut. <laughs> okay, how tall is he? 6'1". <laughs> he grew, too, in the offseason. He used to be 6 foot or 5'11". Oh, my God, stop doing everything in meters and kilograms. I don't know. I'm in Canada. That's not how I measure people. So I measure other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's 6 uh, foot. Yeah, he's exactly 6 foot. So 6 feet, 181 pounds. That is still a train coming at you at, at whatever speed this guy goes at. I don't care. It's a small car. Just had a birthday five days ago. Happy birthday, Mitch Marner. 26 years old now. Man, I don't know. I think these guys, even though the last three games have been to the eye, but it's been a lot more. It's been a lot closer. They can do it. I I believe, guys. Like, I don't know. I'm staying positive here. Lots of good things to take away tonight. I was all over Twitter after even after the last game. Like, we're, we're coming back. We're making this a series. Yeah. Yep. Um, do we think they're just going to ride Bobrovsky every game? Do we think we see Alex Lyon? I don't think we see. Unless Bob lays an egg, I don't think we see Lyon. Agreed. Do you guys want to go were to question? Like, like, you were playing with, with a, a loaded deck trying to gamble and use lion for the whole series or for the whole playoffs the fact that he got you as far as he did and started the playoffs like it 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 worked clearly but it it wasn't going to be end game uh before we go to questions there's one more thing i want to commend the leafs on tonight and that's backing each other up uh, after we saw bennett choke slam matthew nyes the biggest complaint and i have to agree with this is that nobody answered the call. No one went after Bennett and said, don't, you can't do that. Like it just kind of, it was, that was it. The play went dead and went to the, you know, the next play. But um, tonight, whenever anything happened, the entire team jumped into the scrum. There was the fight at the end of the game there where everybody was defending each other. You know, there was the one uh, after Gudis slammed on camp, you know, there was a whole scrum that broke out. Like everybody was involved and backing each other up. And that was, really uh, a good note to kind of tip off playing as a team, you know? Agreed. Um, McCabe going. Oh yeah. Uh, McCabe going to Riley's rescue at the end there. And um, I don't know what the rest were doing, man. Like Marner was getting mauled by Kachuk and talking face to face with the ref. Like, see, do you not see this? Like I'm about to be choked by a stick and everyone just kind of waiting and watching. Well, the officials anyway, but 
it's nice to see the the compete and the fight. And you know, when I see pics of Jake McCabe even walking into the arena, this guy looks like so prepared, like he's Muzzin 2.0, but even meaner. And the guy's fucking jacked. Like he he's ripped, guys. Like in his most recent pics, he looks like Ingval underneath. Speaking of Muzzin, I love that he's still like traveling and hanging out with the team through all of this. Like back oh, to that yeah. report that somebody uh, saw them all out for breakfast. Apparently it was Muzzin with a couple of the guys. So I'm glad he's still there. Well, he was a part of the team that came back 3-0 uh, 2014. So oh, if, shit, true. if he can provide anything right now, it's that off ice, you know, mentality to get prepared and get these guys in it. And, you know, any way possible that he can be handy off the ice, you might as well. I'm just picturing Keith walking into some hotel room and the whole team is in there like doing some seance that Muzzin's leading. He's like, what is going <laughs> No, you leave. This is how we do it. This is how it works. Don't question the process. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done this before? Me. <laughs> yes. Yes, man. Oh. Okay, like, we got a ton of them. On... Oh, Qu- go. Quickly before that, can we touch on how much BS it was that Ron McLean was so sure the Leafs were going to lose? And so sure that as soon as they lost, everyone was getting fired, that he brought a fucking bag of props to give to Elliot Friedman. Wait, I missed that. It it, it was some reference, like a a steak knife for one thing and the other one he never ended up opening. And then the third thing was supposed to be you get fired. And then McLean made a comment about how, you know, well, that's that's what happens after tonight. It's like, dude, go back to your rocking chair. Yeah, and he also made a comment that uh, tomorrow would be the first opportunity a team has to close out a series this round. It's like, what What about tonight, Ron? Oh, oh my God. I don't know, man. I just, my head shakes, especially when uh, Kelly speaks as well. And I'm just like, oh, my God, stop talking. He's uh, something else, yeah. Anyway, thank, we've thank got God a shit ton of questions. <laughs> Well, he doesn't support drawing penalties. <laughs> He's just bitter that he couldn't last with the Leafs. Yeah. All right, what uh, do we got, Steph? Um, we have a lot of questions. So Chris Rickett asks, "Why is Keith so Rache? I don't forget. I'm sorry, Chris. Message me how to <laughs> how to pronounce your last name. Kind of like how Beaner had to when we first met him, and we were like." Bean? 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 I don't know. <laughs> the, the best is still, I had a, a teacher that said benign. It's like, benign. You, added an, you added a whole extra like letter. You added a couple. <laughs> he asks, why is Keefe so against mixing up the lines, splitting up Marner and Matthews? He seems scared to do it. He, okay. He's not against it. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> he's not against it and then if you're down in a game what do you do you put your best players out there if jay woodcroft's down in a game what does he do he puts mcdavid and dry out there like i can't get over the fact that people are trying to to piss on him for that like the entire tampa series the whole team played kind of poorly but the big boys stepped up and we got some lucky bounces and we got through it this series we've been playing really well and just haven't had the bounces and we've been getting goalied. Like, yes, okay, 
everybody's looking at game three like it's the entire playoffs. It was a shitty game. It was a shitty feeling to watch what happened. But that doesn't mean that's the entire story. Like, give it a rest. Sorry. No, I'm, it means basically just to build off that, like Matthews and Marner are the best together when they are both at their best. And against Florida, you have more of an opportunity than you had against Tampa to to kind of massage the matchups and hope that you can get Matthews and Marner out there against maybe a, a line that they can get an opportunity, maybe against like Stahl and them on the fourth. So I think it... it he's not against changing the lines. I mean, he, he switched the defensive lines up tonight when they weren't working. Right. So I think it just makes sense not to split up Matthews and Marner at this point, because if they can get it to work, it is the best version of the team, right? Like by splitting them up, if they find success, you're, it's still not the, the best version of this team because you're putting other people in a tougher position where they have to adjust to it. So to have everybody in the place where they have thrived, you have to keep that together. After game three, Twitter was filled with people suggesting Matthews and Marner for Bedard. Get rid of Marner for a bunch of picks. Get rid of Marner for Travis Konechny. Like, what the fuck, guys? So Keith actually answered this question in media interview uh, today or yesterday. And he said, when you get into a game like this, you look at the big samples. Our team has been the best. Our lines have been the best when it's Matthews, Marner, and Yarncroak. That's the best line we've had all season. And he's not wrong. And I mean, yeah, they didn't play up to their full capability, it seemed, during Game 3. And everyone just crucified fucking Marner, right? But, guys, the chances have been there. They're trying. Like you said, Bean. It was like a stalemate, it seemed. No power play opportunities, just getting blocked left, right, and center. Tonight was a way better showing. So, Next question. Actually, speaking of that, because uh, I know there's no questions about it and we didn't talk about it. Chicago Blackhawks get the number one pick in the draft. Yep. They're going to get Mr. Connor Bedard. And, because um, it's okay to hide sexual assault, but it's not okay to sign a player to a large contract and it's not okay to let draft picks train at your facilities. I just, right. it feels gross. Like I wanted Anaheim to get this so bad. And that's not just because San the later rivals pod is, you know, friends. I just wanted them to have that San Jose would have been fun, but like as far as odds go, it was most likely going to go to Anaheim. They've never had a first overall pick. And it, everybody's crying conspiracy because look, the Blackhawks are at the end of one era. They're a bigger market. Kane and Taves are gone. There's, you know, not the best PR around the team. So let's give them a huge distraction. Like, I, I don't like this. There is no way, like I am all for ripping on Batman. We've established that in previous episodes many, many times. <laughs> Who doesn't like no, it? Like, there's there's no way that this was rigged. If this was rigged, he would have definitely gone to Anaheim. Or not Anaheim, uh, Arizona. Like, r- <sighs> really, you? It, it's, it's the 05 draft all over again with Crosby. Like, there was rumors Pittsburgh was leaving. Crosby goes there. They get a new arena, and now they're one of the model franchises over the last 20 years. 
I was just going to say. don't like it. It no, stinks. I, I tells you it stinks. Yeah. It, it definitely does, but there's been so many opportunities for a a more beneficial rigging than this. Like if, if the Blackhawks didn't get Bedard, it's not like they're going to go anywhere. They've been, they're coming up on their 100th year anniversary. The Blackhawks aren't leaving. No, but I think the, the ticket sales have not been great while they've been bad. And within, what was it, an hour and a half of them getting the first overall pick, they were selling insane amounts of season tickets. Like that's that a huge difference for a team. clearly about ticket sales. <sighs> no, you but... Have, you have Arizona in a 5,000 Batman works... Bettman works for the owners and one of the owners with the most power is the Wirtz family. Like if they tell him, Hey, Buckface, our team sucks right now. And both of our stars are leaving and we're our fucking owners bungled this team 10 years ago. And now we're paying for it. Fix it. Maybe like he works for them. Assault. I'm exactly right. <laughs> but I'm saying the Blackhawks are in a, in a position where they're one of the biggest oldest franchises most important franchises in the league and they're in a really shitty situation and they just get to go hey throw us a bone here gary like i'm not saying this is what happened i'm just saying like the fact that this is the situation it's like because we won't know if it is or not there's just way too much that makes it 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 just stinks that's it like i I see where you're going and i definitely do not like full disclosure the Blackhawks have always been my Western team. I had a family friend who played for them in the 60s and 70s. Like, I've always loved the Blackhawks. So everything that's gone on over the last couple years has been absolutely disgusting. And it's it's really dampened the way I view a lot of the players that were involved. Like, even though Taves and Kane didn't do the issue in question, like, the chances of them not not knowing at all are pretty slim. Exactly. Like it's, and, and then with, with regards to the conspiracy theorists out there with the draft, if they were that worried about Chicago, they would have rigged an earlier draft in the early thousands when they were barely selling any tickets whatsoever. Like, it, there's so many other teams that would have benefited more from getting Bedard than Chicago. Because San Jose, yeah. if they go, if if San Jose goes in a shitter, they do have good fans, but you're not going to be able to consistently sell a ton of tickets in an arena in California if they're not playing well. But my point is, Chicago is had the second highest chance, so it's the least that one that you're going to question. And again, the power of the Worth family, because the way that the board works of these owners is the longer standing owners have more power, and Bettman works directly for them. So. I'm not sure how long San Jose's ownership group has been there, but even if it's been since the beginning, there's a lot that have been there longer. So that's, that's it. The other, the other thing is that Bettman comes out and says, you know, teams don't tank and the Blackhawks go out and get Peter Morazic as their starting goalie for the entire season, pull off literally a textbook tank. Like any professional sports team can look at this, not just the NHL, any professional sports team that wants the best franchise overall pick that's coming look at what the blackhawks did this year that's how you lose and they get the like are you joking how can you say teams don't tank and then give the team that that tried the hardest to tank the first pick it's not rigged 
Fuck the Blackhawks. Fuck the Blackhawks. Fuck the Blackhawks. Didn't go to Montreal. That's like whatever. Great. I don't know. Ducks got gypped. You know what? Most of the this top five are all so fucking good. I'm glad only one of them is going to the east. And can we talk about the broadcast screwing up the reveal? Like right before commercial, they leaked the answers, and then they came back. Uh, yeah, and we already knew. Half an hour long, starting with Elliot Friedman saying this is the the most important date on the hockey calendar outside of the Stanley Cup. It's like, really? Because you guys just let Kevin Weeks read a teleprompter for 20 minutes, and that was the whole thing. And they cut to the GM sitting there, basically like we are on Zoom, but not <laughs> saying anything. It's just like, oh, and with the, the 16th pick, and then it's just GM with no reaction because they're like, I don't give a shit. I didn't get Bedard. Like it was worse care. than like COVID times and trying to replicate, I don't know, the same sense of hockey community when we had so many restrictions. It was back to, you know, blank faces, like you said. <laughs> I don't know. The re- reactions were funny, the blank faces. I just thought it was a joke, like flipping those cards and revealing once again we're like damn this was quick though (laughs) at least it didn't elongate like three hours (laughs) i'm not saying they should do a three-hour production but like why don't they go like pick they were in new jersey i think for doing this why wouldn't they go to whatever i guess they can't because the devils are playing but go to some arena of a team that's out of the playoffs have it like five dollar entry like they do for the draft and just let fans come in and cheer on like for their team to get different picks like put it in a central ish location and mm-hmm. just let people come in and, and make it like a, an hour and a half thing. Have players that are out of the playoffs come in or like, you know, players that could get drafted, make an appearance. You know, there's different ways to make it a little more exciting than it currently is, because that was quite the boring event, considering how much hype was around it and yeah. like how influential it's going to be for a lot of teams for the next 20 to fucking 40 years based on the trades that come out of these players at the end of their contracts, like these, you know, we're still seeing players involved from Gretzky's trade moved around. Like that trade tree is not done. These are going to change these franchises, whether it's, you know, Bedard or Mitchkov or Fantilli or um, who are the others in the top five there? I can't remember now. There's one that jumped up in the last one that jumped up in the last little bit. Yeah. Anyway, Shane Wright 2.0. Anyone? I just imagine it, it, it's not going to happen, but I would really, really love it if Bedard pulled a Lindros. <laughs> oh, man. That would Too be many incredible. people putting that pressure on him. All right. We got to get back to questions. I apologize. Just, we needed to talk about Bedard, obviously. Uh, Phil Wilds on Twitter asks, Wall, if Samsonov is healthy for game five, and also misadventures, second round big cat hunting at Classy Kyle's, also asked the same. Do you start? Who do you start for game five, Wall or Sammy? I would say Wall because there's no way Sammy is completely healthy. Like he wasn't healthy in game two, and he tweaked it worse in game three. There's no way after a couple days this guy's like back to 100%. If Wall is. Yeah, like if Wall's at even 90%, I would take that over Sammy being at 60. Like there's no way he's higher than 60 or 65% right now. Yep, the rest of the schedule. Oh, go ahead, Bean. 
No, so I, I was just going to say, it, in, in my opinion, Wall plays the rest of the games unless he gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Shout and the rest Dennis of the... for backing up tonight. Yeah. And it was kind of weird, but nice seeing Matt Murray, you know, on the bench there. First time since April 2nd getting into a game. So for almost forgot what he looked like for a minute. But yeah, Dennis Hildeby, Hildebeast, emergency e-bug. Wow. It's nice to see a name called up after he was drafted last offseason. So, but um, totally agree with you guys. Um, especially the the schedule right now. It's every other day. The rest of the second round, we've had our two, three day breaks. And now it's, you know, the grind. It's just push, push, push. And if Sammy didn't practice, then no, he's not in. Yeah, if anybody was wondering, it's because of F1 and uh, I think the Miami Heat. <laughs> These games were so spread apart. So a uh, good thing the horses? Raptors suck. <laughs> that's what I got in real complicated. Mike at Mike the Fanatic asks, the Leafs absolutely have to play Wonderwall at the halfway mark in the third <laughs> period on Friday, right? Has to become a in-rink anthem like Mr. Brightside was for the Avs last year, no? I mean, that's a really good one to have the whole crowd singing because... People know the words to it and you can stop the song and people will keep it going. And uh, it's it's a meme song like everybody on the other team would just be like, oh, my God, like, please stop. It's so distracting. Like if the Leafs get used to it happening and the other team is like, oh, my God, fuck off. No. Oh, it has to happen. It has to happen. It's it's just as good as like Sweet Caroline, you know, (laughs) singing that in a crowd. Sweet Caroline is the worst. But it's such a good crowd song. But no, it's not. Just because well, people do it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> uh, comment from Benito the Basset Hound. I believe. Uh, so do I. And my reflection says, are you in? <laughs> we never left. Oh, we in, baby. Um, also, we have Holly Toronto. How deep should Bennett and Gudis graves be? Six feet or ten feet? I saw this one. A lot of replies to this as well. Yeah, I uh, I love it. Um, oh man, let me see. I'm gonna try and get the replies up here in one sec. But six feet or ten feet, guys. I don't know. Can you do that one where you stack them? Does that have to be ten? George Kufis says 10 feet with Concord poured concrete poured in after. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm not going to that's, that's uh let, let's call it some wishing for some uh some fines and uh some disciplinary action, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It definitely won't. Pat Rogers says Titanic depth with concrete shoes. <laughs> Man, fuck, like this is, it just comes back to what I said before. Anytime people do anything with intent to injure, it's like it, it's beyond sportsmanlike and getting into the game and emotions. It's just, it's something else taking over. And unless they're going to start actually punishing people for that. And even if the hit is clean, like you have to look at, the context of like is the person taking advantage of someone not paying attention and trying to injure them then we have to look at it differently if you want to take these kinds of things out of the game you have to start 
you know, drawing some lines between what's what. So Lucas Hainsworth says, what was my trip to New Zealand? The reason for the three game slump? Oh, you changed something (laughs) in the middle of the playoffs. (laughs) Something different. I cut my hair. I can't, I can't talk. I literally got a haircut yesterday. Those Kiwis do not like the Leafs. I don't know. David Elliott asks, are you going to talk to Mitch? Ask him where the hell the effort was in the first three games. I'm going to text him, <laughs> see if he gets back to me. Text him, Johnny. Yeah, text him. Let, <laughs> let us know what he says. Um, Julian Aubrey asks, Simmons dresses for game five? Think yes, give them something different to think about. As Bean sighs. Please stop <laughs> with the Simmons thing. Like, my We're not doing God. this. Is this what the Sens felt like with Chris Neal? <laughs> oh my God. Is this what the Sens fans went through when it was like every 25 games this guy comes in and it's like a fan welcome, but then eventually it's like, why are we playing Chris Neal anymore? Because he just comes in to fight people. <laughs> he oh. also says, Wall is showing that he's an NHL starter next year. Sammy, great, but if he wants too much with the cap only going up by $1 million, in Wall, we are okay. And while we are okay, <laughs> look, the team's going to be a lot different next year. Um, I'm hesitant, but if it's Wall with at the at the price he's currently at with Murray as the backup, like until that runs out, like fucking why not? Yeah. And lastly, he said a last comment. Where has all the effort been around? All round two, Panthers' reaction at the end. This series is turned. I really hope so. I really, oh, really I do be. hope so. Our friend Mikey D just comments, I'm way too fucked up to think of a question, but love you guys. Leafs in seven. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, did you see the new ones we got in from uh, Leaf Blue 16 here? No, I did not. Okay, so these are this is a two-parter. So should Bennett get suspended for hitting McCabe in the head? A good five seconds after the game ended. I cannot believe Department of Player Safety will ignore that, but it feels like they will after what um, feels like that's what will happen. Yeah, they're not going to do anything. Department of no, Player no. Safety has basically just decided the playoffs um, are cool and fine. Second part of the question uh, Gudis is a UFA after this season. He hits hard and clean, and I hate it when the Leafs no. play against him. He's 32, <laughs> but feels no. like a good, experienced, and tough player that would be great on the Leafs for a two and a half ish million dollar contract. What he made this season, maybe three years at two and a half. No. Only in fantasy. You wouldn't take Radko Gudis? <laughs> Absolutely not. Mike Commissar 2.0. It just reminds me of the video. I don't um, know if I'd call him Commissaric 2.0. Not exactly, but that was the first name I could think of 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 Leafs bad defenseman that wasn't offensive. See the video? I think I sent it to you, Roscoe, the other day where the ref goes up to him and he's like, I don't like it when you sit on people. You can't do that. They're not chairs. (laughs) Furthermore, we've seen with bunting, if if it's a Leaf player doing something, they're going to get a call more than if that player was on another team. And this isn't me being a, no, a salty Leaf fan. Like, it's it's reality. So, you're saying, let me just pose the question to you. A 32-year-old Radko Gudis for two and a half or a 
two-year-old Justin Hall for two and a half. We'll forfeit the season. <laughs> McCabe for two. <laughs> we already have McCabe, though. Yeah. that. But I'm saying Hall's contract is up at the end of the season. He's also a UFA. So if I'm not saying we have to pick one or the other, but in this scenario, who would you rather have on the team for the same price? Because if they're basically one of those the... two. I guess I would pick Gudis, but I would rather resign Shen. As good as it gets. Also, also fair. If we're throwing Shen in the mix, I would take Shen over the other ones. But I think you can probably get Shen at less than that money. Yes. I totally agree. Isn't um, he on like almost a league min as it is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, advertised as how much? Like $3 million player or whatever the agent want, wanted at the time. So, I mean, if you still have the space to add a $2.5 million defenseman, like, I mean, I don't hate the idea. Uh, I don't think, though, with the guys that they've added, you need it. But, like, I don't know. I don't I don't dislike the idea of adding Gudis. Like we've yeah. talked about it before at the towards the deadline because he was a UFA, but it was because Florida was kind of on the edge of making it or not. Mm. Okay. Anyway, thanks for that question. Is that do it? you want to do a uh, start one, bench one, cut one? Or did you have any hockey stuff you want to fill in before? Um, we've got the Leafs ECHL team, the Newfoundland Growlers, up 3 nothing hey. in round two. Are they at home? Again? Um, they're back at home Thursday, tomorrow. Ooh, maybe I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, the bar that my, um, my company here has kind of claimed as their home base is like, there's a, a walkway attached that goes over the street to the Growlers Stadium across the road, the Mary Brown nice. Center. And it's like the official home of the Growlers. And there's like a shit ton of TVs and stuff. That's Damn. pretty cool. It used to be like a general store or a bakery or something back in the day. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool little pub and it's the Growler's place. Nice. So right now, yeah. Dryden... Newfoundland McKay. Embassy, shout out. <laughs> right now, Dryden McKay for the Growlers. He's 7-0 and with a 928 save percentage and two shutouts in the playoffs so far. Oh! <laughs> That's gross. And That's the Marlies, the Marlies are starting the North Division final tomorrow as well against the Rochester Americans. Mm. Yay! Damn, Toronto teams moving on up. Also, Morgan Riley nominated for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy leadership on and off the ice. I think nice. that's a good pick. Um, especially with his play throughout this playoffs in general and a couple cut clutch goals and, you know, longest tenored leaf. He has to be angry. <laughs> he wants to win. So, yeah, it's definitely being shown this year for sure. Okay, so we're going to finish off with start one, bench one, cut one. We've been doing movies lately, so I'm going to do uh, movie snacks. This is movie theater snacks. So start one, bench one, cut one. We got popcorn. We got candy. We'll just make it generic, like candy in general, because it's usually M&Ms or nibs or whatever. Or nachos. Oh. Go. Oh. Popcorn, candy, nachos, easy. 
Really? Yep. That's fair. What candy do you pick? <laughs> um, when I was younger, it was always Reese Cups, but now it's either gummy bears or gummy worms or whatever they have gummy wise. Ooh, you're a gummy guy. See, I always go nibs or what I'll do is get um, the peanut M&Ms and you dump it in the, the popcorn. You get a little mix of both. It's a nice uh, sweet and salty. Although shout mm. out to to one of our friends, Becca, like I have seen her sneak an extra large double double in her purse into a movie theater. What the f- <laughs> how? I, right without spilling it, like so the the Brantford movie theater that we used to go like in when it was still in the Brantford Mall way back when there was a bulk barn. I was just gonna say we had a bulk right, barn in right ours too. From it. So like I'd always wear cargo shorts and you know you fill what each of the pockets with whatever you wanted, and then you go in. But I swear to God. She'd snuck in a coffee in her purse and didn't spill any of it. That's insane. <laughs> Bravo. Well, definitely right? taking a few Mickeys in the <laughs> back in my day. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, candy all the way from Bulk Barn, guys. You're absolutely on it. To who the fuck buys anything at the movie theaters? Well, uh, I guess now I do. <laughs> uh, true. All scene points all day. Yeah, fair. But me, you got to start popcorn. Uh, you got to get that extra shit on it. You have to layer that shit in. Um, it doesn't even have to be the paid buttery shit. Just the free shit on the side. Two, two things of butter, one halfway and then one on the top. And then you get the white cheddar powder that you sprinkle on it. Just perfect. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, too much not good for me, but because I don't want to drink my popcorn at the same time, like clog my arteries, but it's, I don't know. Candy, bench, and then nachos cut. Okay. And uh, Darty, what about you? So uh, welcome to the show. Start one, bench one. Go, one. Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Popcorn, candy, and um, nachos. Start one, bench one, cut one for movie snacks. Ooh, popcorn, candy, nachos. Um, first off, I'll say that nachos have almost always been disappointing, even though I really want them not to be. And I think it's just because the portions yeah. have stayed the same size, and I have not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up on that, candy. Here's the deal. Okay, so we're going to say start, bench, cut. All right, so I'm starting popcorn. Popcorn, especially with a little bit of that, uh, you know, but- butter shit. substitute. <laughs> Lots of that yep. popcorn topping, as they call it. Um, but yep, here's yep. my secret ingredient, all right? And it's not, it's something that I do, but I didn't start it. So again, call me crazy, all right? Because uh, Bean was talking about my anchovies on my pizza. Well, here's my little crazy thing is I put M&Ms in my popcorn. <laughs> and it is amazing. Let's go. I'm Let's telling go. you, it is so fucking Dude. good. Roscoe just said that. It is so fucking good. And I, I, I'm a pu- popcorn purist for the longest time. The only thing I probably would put on my popcorn is either salt and vinegar when that was a big deal or like extra cheddar if that when that was a thing. But now, extra a little bit extra butter and some fucking M&Ms. But you got to do it in like a, a strategic way because otherwise they end up all at the bottom of the bag. So just like just so you know, there is some there is a method to this. All right. So start one, bench one, cut a one. man after my own I, heart. I'm starting popcorn, but I got to have M&Ms with it. So they're both starting. And unfortunately... If that's the case, then uh, nachos, you're getting cut. Sorry, you're going down the A.
<laughs> that is that is the most eloquently put combination. <laughs> so you have to you have to just kind of it's more of a handful thing, right? Like you you throw you grab a handful of the popcorn, you toss a couple of M and M's in it, and then you toss it in your mouth, or you get a couple of them on top. Because I like I was saying, I do the peanut ones, so they're really heavy and they go right to the bottom. But you gotta you gotta kind of get them to sit on the top of it, and you you make sure that each grab of popcorn you're getting some of those because. Otherwise, you're. I've actually never done the peanut one, so I'm gonna have to try that at least once. I just feel like for me, um, I just love the pure chocolatey taste. And I'm I'm sorry to anybody who has a peanut allergy because the Hershey's chocolate is made with peanuts, and I've tried the Hershey's chocolate with you know, that's peanut free, and it's not good. So I said to the people with peanut allergies, like that is like the most unfortunate. Like as I'm lactose intolerant and I can still drink milk, I just shit my pants, right? If peanut aller if peanut if peanut <laughs> allergies where you had peanuts but then you shit out like you know peanuts that would be more acceptable. Peanuts. Unfortunately, peanut allergy people die like they have anaphylactic shock. I don't get anaphylactic when I drink milk. So, so unfortunately, to all those peanut people out there, it is the only, I'm sorry that you cannot experience this as even if you tried with regular like Smarties or something. It just is not the same. I've I've tried a lot of chocolates and unfortunately, like the Hershey's chocolate because it has a little bit of peanut in it tastes that much better. So you know, sorry to those people out there that just don't get to experience that. It's this sucks. <laughs> And the only so, way to eat it, on the way, dip your face in the bag because your other hand is occupied with drink and have yourself sorted and then immense, uh, you know, eating like a savage. I eat my popcorn like a fucking savage. And then just make a big mess and it's just a part of the experience. So one, one of Cineplex the hates her. my wife and I <laughs> yes. went, went to the movies together. She was laughing at me because we we got a popcorn and a pop to share and i have a really bad habit of if it's in front of me i drink it doesn't matter oh, if, yeah. it's, if it's coffee if it's water if it's beer anything so like at a party i can get wasted Noted. really quickly because if it's in front of me it gets drank. <laughs> okay um, I've, I've been at parties before and it's like, Jesus, how have I drank eight beers already? Um, <laughs> just don't like 10 them. minutes. It's there. Good old backwash um, beaner. Just... <laughs> so, 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 just so one of the first times we, we ever went to the movie theater, she was kind of teasing me because I bought like the large one, right? Because Cineplex, we get a large, you get free refills. And then I had finished the large by myself before the movie had even started. Oh my god! Oh my god, how many times <laughs> did you pee? Drinking everybody's empties, just making sure they're all polished off. <laughs> no, you learn not to do that real quick when you get one that's got a cigarette butt in it. I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I got so lucky. I picked up a drink uh, that was like sitting down. Like I was at a cottage, and uh, and like it wasn't like something I didn't know where it was from. Like it was probably my sister's or something. I was a young lad and I picked it up. It was probably like a cola or something. And I uh, was just going to have a sip, just a sip. And there was a wasp inside of it. And I got so lucky. Cause I was like, I just Dude. feel like the, bzz, and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like I didn't swallow it. I could just tell he was in the can. So I was like, Oh, that was fucking scary. <laughs> oh Lordy. Um, so do you guys remember, uh, when Cineplex had those little like kids box thing, I don't know if they still do it where it's like a cardboard box and you get, there was like popcorn in it and a little candy thingy and a drink that was like in a cup holder in it. Yeah. Those were the shit. I never got that. I don't and know. Johnny's parents were rich. <laughs> no, I always remember them from like, if I went to some, someone's birthday party and we went to a movie when I was, so younger, you had rich friends like, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> you have friends? <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's how it be in Coburg. Um, no, I've never just, been uh, to a birthday at a movie. What the fuck? My, like I said before, Harry Potter always came out like around the week of my birthday. And I don't know, it became a thing. The movie theater in Coburg was popping for birthday parties. So it was your birthday party. It wasn't mine. I just, I just saying that people had birthdays at the movie theater was a thing. I remember seeing Cat in a Hat for someone's birthday in the theater. That movie was fucking crazy. It's still one of my all time favorite movies to watch of just like what is happening right now. It's weird to think that, uh, you know, we used to not be able to recline in theaters. Now I go to the theater. I'm like, only some oh, of them do. Here they all do. They're all like luxurious chairs. It feels, and you can order beer to your chair. Some t- in some of them, the um, VIP ones are crazy for that. Where you just get a menu. They gave us brought us like a bucket with ice and a bottle of wine in it and everything. Like it's nuts. Yeah. And like, yeah, the Cineplex is stepping their game up. Anyway, we're running too long on this topic. Start one, bench one, cut one. I'm going to start. Um, I'm, uh, the the idea of nachos, like Darty said, is so much better than actually getting them. Like the, the cheese sauce is good, but you don't get it. I feel like I want three times more than they actually give you. And it's not yeah. worth the price. And it so, hardens in like 30 seconds. Then you're like. The value for your money, you're probably best getting a big thing of popcorn. Um, and I'm yeah always gonna go with candy as well in a drink it's just it's the combo so i'm starting starting popcorn i think i gave us an easy one here benching candy and cutting the nachos uh darty since you joined us late here do you want to send us off with your thoughts on uh, the leafs performance tonight and sticking in the series look i'm not gonna say it was great but we won it's exactly what we needed i can only expect more from these guys because hell i want to fucking win i want to go to seven and make florida eat a a large steaming pile, as Steph eloquently put it, of caca. All right, they can eat so much freaking caca <laughs> that I don't want to see Kachuk until next year, and then I want to sh- shout to the top of the rafters that Brady is better. Okay, all right, because that those clowns out there, they think that they can wax us, they can wipe the floor with us clean. You're the Florida Panthers. You've been a laughing stock and a joke for over two decades. Don't fucking at me, all right? Sam Bennett, you couldn't even do two fucking push-ups, all right? I could do two push-ups, and I'm ultimately the same age as you back then. So you know what? You're weak then. I could probably do more push-ups than you now. Come fucking find me. I'm at, I'll, I'll meet you in Holland Landing, buddy, right at, the, right at the bridge before the park. We'll do a little scrap. I'll probably lose, but you know what? I could still do more fucking push-ups than you, so don't fucking at me, Sam Bennett. And also... Uh, uh, Who's that other asshole out there? Uh, I, I already mentioned Kachuk, but I'm going to mention it again. Kuch- oh, oh, yeah, Gudis. You know Gudis? You're fucking toad, all right? Figure it out, man. It's after <laughs> the whistle. It's after the whistle. Refs are so garbage tonight, too. Oh, my God. But whatever. Leafs one baby. We'll bring it to seven. We're coming home. Let's make it happen, all right? Make, le- like, make the dream happen, guys. Come on. And I'm sorry if Inside the Rink does not agree with me fighting Sam Bennett on the Holland Landing Bridge, but you know what? I'm probably going to get my ass kicked. It's okay. I'm the kind of guy that, I'm like Justin Hall. I will literally go out there and get my fucking ass reamed (laughs) and still, you know. And he dipped. dipped. (laughs) He literally just dips out.
about that. You gotta be fucking kidding oh. me. That's so funny. Oh Damn. my god. Yeah, okay. accurate. Accurate. Okay, we're out of here. That's it. <laughs> Game five Friday. Uh, Game five Friday. In the interest of um adding Saturday to the mix, we're gonna uh we'll go on Saturday. We'll try to do it early Saturday. Um Ugh, fuck if they lose we might have to do it right away i don't know man don't talk fuck like it. that okay no no i'm just saying no. i'm not ugh. no 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 nylander even said this is his first time being down oh three in a series and it was going to be fun so they're gonna have more fun on friday you're right, you're right. and like i said even if if they had lost tonight, I would have needed a day to recoup anyway before we could record. <laughs> so regardless, we'll uh, we'll do Saturday and then uh, we'll do back to back D. Okay, cool. Okay. Oh, you know what? <laughs> what do they have? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> what? I hate promising what episodes are going to be because every time I say when the episode's going to be, it's never that day. It it's is like Mother's Day fail. this weekend. Oh, thank you for reminding me. But without fail, every time I'm like, oh, we're going to do an episode this day. It's always like, ah, fuck, actually, it's tomorrow. Soon. 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 My still is a fresh. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And after all, he's our wonder wall. God, you're...